Business is simple. It's just not easy. We focus on three things to help you run and grow your business more easily. Talent, sales, and how to scale. Can it be that simple? Talent. Develop a robust recruiting, vetting, and training process to help capable people and then help them to become who and what they want to be. Sales. Have a logical go-to-market strategy. Build the sales and marketing structure and plan around it and then attack and execute the plan with fanatical consistency. Scale. Know where you're going, why you're going. Share with others why they would want to join you. Be clear on who's allowed to join you and what they'll need to do to stay on board. Anticipate roadblocks. Avoid them before you get stuck. And then when you do hit one, and you will, stay calm, problem solve, and find resources to get unstuck. Sounds simple, right? Simple to understand, but not easy to do. Join us as we focus on the tips and tricks and hacks for running a profitable, hyper-growth business. We'll share real-world horror stories and celebrate the victory sagas that will inspire you. This is the Talent, Sales, and Scale Show. Hey everyone, Brian Whittington with the Talent, Sales, and Scale podcast. Today we have back, we, we originally um, connected up with Ryan Reisert in a webinar that we did in the math of sales. And who would have thought a math guy is super outgoing and connected. And so what I wanted to do is reach out to Ryan today and have him share with us a little bit about, you know, how does he stay so connected and make connections and really leverage that uh, that resource even as we're shut down here. So welcome to the show, Ryan. Yeah, thanks, Brian. I'm excited to have this conversation today. I appreciate you bringing me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, give us a little bit of background. I mean, how did you build up this expertise? And I'm hoping that you're not going to tell me that it's all natural. It's just who I am. How did you build up this expertise of being a connector? Uh, it's a good question. I, I don't, I mean, you're the first person to tell me this, by the way, this expertise as a connector, <laughs> but, uh, um, but, uh, you know, looking back at, at my background, you know, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. I came from a uh, traditionally, uh, traditional background that would, you would look at saying, well, how the heck are you in sales, right? A math guy in sales, what, what, what's going on here? But if you go further back, um, throughout my life, right? I, I've always been in a position where I'm trying to do something new. I'm trying to uh, stay busy. And that's just based on my background, you know? So for those who don't know me, you know, I grew up in a pretty rough family. Uh, you know, as uh, uh, my parents are both janitors, you know, I was the first one to go to go to college in my family, both my brother and sister are felons. Um, you know, there's been murders in my family, things like that. That's like, a lot of drug use, things like that. That's my background. Um, so from a young, young, young age, I've always been trying to be busy, right? Whether that's sports or uh, student body, or uh, I was in the orchestra, I was in the choir, I was, I was in everything, right? And um, and I think that's a big part of my personality, which is uh, that I've I, I've always got to find new people to keep myself busy, um, and maybe like escape from. <laughs> you know, the other things in my life. And I think a lot of that translated into, you know, going into college, although I studied math, that was what 
uh, you know, allowed me to get into school. I was always a little bit ahead in math, uh, you know, and that's the, that's just why I studied math. Um, I always had the interest of being a teacher and a coach. And so when you're, um, you know, actively involved in a lot of things and you want to be a, a coach or a teacher, you tend to, um, you know, have a, a knack for wanting to get to know people, understand their drivers and, um, and try to give, right. That's kind of the whole, uh, industry. And so when I found myself in sales, it was pretty natural to, um, you know, not be afraid to get out and ask questions and get to know people and, uh, you know, passionately, genuinely be interested in trying to help them. And uh, uh, that's just a big part of it. There's a lot there. So I, I did not know that background, Ryan. So typically speaking, whenever you find people that want to connect, there's, there's what's called one of the assessments that we use, they call it a high need for approval, right? That they would rather be liked than respected. And there's a whole joke that we can go in there. But the thing about you is even with that background, you're not just looking to be liked. You really bring a lot of value to everything that you do. So talk to me a little bit about that motivation. I mean, how did you keep things going? I, uh, again, I, I don't, I don't really know. I think it's more of just like a fear of, I don't have a backup, right? Like my failure, my failure, like a real failure, right? Which is kind of funny. I've, I finally got into this realization in my life that, you know, I can't really fail the way I used to define failure in my life. It'd be impossible for me to get there uh, unless I like, you know, started shooting up heroin and was in the you know gutter somewhere, right? Like I can't get there. It's just not going to happen. I'm but past that. So that fear of failure is what really drove me. I didn't want what I had at home, right? I always wanted to be uh, quote unquote successful. I wanted to be able to never have to lean on someone else to, um, to get what I needed. And in order to do that, you got to know people, right? And in order to get to know people, uh, you know, there's the more you read and this is the truth is like, if you give, if you give more than you take, you're generally going to be ahead. And, um, and I've kind of taken that as a part of my, uh, my personality and my approach. And, and I, I usually am giving a lot more than I, I take and I don't really ask for much. And it seems to come back to me. Um, that's just my process. So how do you keep that up? Because a lot of times you give and you give and you feel like you give and you never get anything back in return. Um, how do you do that with an authenticity? That's a good question. I mean, I, so during this, this whole crisis, it becomes, it's becoming, it's weighed on me a bit, right? Because just like everyone else, you're like, what the hell is going on? And, you know, you, you get to a point where you're like, well, I literally had a Slack communication this morning with one of my colleagues. And I was saying, man, like this is, a lot of this is just a waste of time. And it's the wrong mindset to have, but I had it this morning. I was talking about it. It's like, well, yeah, but you know, you realize that that all stacks on itself. I was like, no, you're, you're totally right. I've always had that mindset. It's just, I feel like I'm always, I'm always helping someone else and it's, and I'm not helping myself. And, um, and you will start to get that mind. Um, uh, I think that, I don't know if this just happened, Brian, but I'm having an issue with my, my mic. Maybe can you hear me? Yeah. You just came back in. So you're good. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Um, that's the wrong mindset, by the way, as soon as you start having that mindset, it all, it's not going to be authentic anymore. So you have to passionately genuinely believe that, you know, what you're doing is for the, like, it is, it is because you want to do it. It's not because of some other reason. Um, if you're doing something, 
to try to have like financial gain, um, you, it's just not going to work out, right? You have to you have to kind of be there and uh, and and not expect something. If you do, it's just not going to work out. And uh, from time to time, I find myself in that in the, in that position where I'm like, hey, I, I don't know if doing this is really worth my time. And every time I find myself doing that, it's when I'm in the wrong mindset, right? I have to get the wrong. I have the wrong old. Uh, you know, I'm expecting more than, than what I, what I'm really trying to do. And then that's a situation that you shouldn't be involved in. What I mean by that is if you're trying to do something in it with the expectation that you're going to get something back from that, then it's not going to come off authentic. And ultimately it's probably not going to work out for you. So don't, don't play those games, right? Do it because you want to and well, don't expect an outcome and you're going to have a much better life in that regard. It's, so it's really interesting though, Ryan, because you, you stack your day. You have your day planned out. You know what's going on. Every minute has a, has, a, a, has a purpose to it. So you can only do so much. So how do you know when to cut something off? How do you know when to build it up? I mean, any, any tips or tricks for those who are listening here um, and not just really being taken advantage of? Well, that's the, that, that's the conversation I was having this morning, right? Where I'm like, I do all of this, I do a lot of this stuff and it's a lot of, it's a, a quote unquote waste of time. And, uh, and that, that to answer your question specifically is you have to, you have to understand the value of what you're doing and not in the lens of the short term outcomes that you're looking for. You have to have a North star. There has to be a purpose for what you're doing. Pur purposeful inputs for you know, produce purposeful outputs. And so um, you've got to be aware of the work that you're doing today and how it's going to help you accomplish the goals that you have to accomplish. So if it's sales, right, you've got to do your calls, you have to have your meetings and you've got to be able to try to push deals through to hit quota. Um, but you also should be thinking long-term about, you know, other things that are going to impact, you know, 10, 20 years down the road. And um, that's hard to see today because everyone's so short-sighted. But this, all this stuff has compact, com compound. It's like compound interest, right? The deposits you make today will have significant. Um, there'll be significant value in the future. Uh, you know, there's a lot of arguments around social selling and if it works, and so on and so forth. And I think the reason why most people don't believe it works is because they're so short-sighted. Where's my revenue today? Where's my, where's my money today? If you're, if you're using social media, you're spending time doing these types of things, podcasts, webinars, putting videos out there and you expect to get an immediate result, it's not gonna happen. You know, you have to put those deposits in and you're going to have to look 5, 10, 20 years down the road. And those little tiny improvements, those little extra followers, the extra person that you helped that you didn't even know, it'll pay off at some point in the future, even if you're not expecting it. Um, and, you know, I've been blessed to have started a few different companies all around the same concept, which is trying to help salespeople have the best career possible. Uh, my first company was a recruiting firm. My second company was a sales training and basically a recruiting firm. My third company was uh, a business sales training company and outsource firm. And it's all around helping salespeople be better at their job, make more money and all that stuff. So all along the way, I'm just building this audience of people that eventually are going to be in sales leadership. Eventually they're going to be running their own companies. And at some point, um, if I help them today, uh, they may be interested in working with me in the future. And that's, that's the value I get from these types of deposits that I'm making today. So let's use, let's take this down to the tactical, right? 
I'm the sales leader. I'm the, uh, I'm the head of sales. I'm founder, and I have a salesperson that's listened to watch this, this video here. And they say, hey, I was listening to Ryan. He said that I have to have long-term vision and just keep at it. I know there aren't any results right now, but, you know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. What would you say to that person? If it's the rep? Yes. It's the rep? Yeah, do your job first, right? Like you're getting paid to do a job, make sure you do the job. Now that means that you should be doing this other stuff in hours that you're not getting paid for, right? My schedule, as you've seen before, right? I'm up at 4 a.m. getting to work by 4.35 and um, you know, I'm working till at least 5 p.m. every day. Um, and the hours that I'm getting paid by someone to be a salesperson, there's a good solid eight hours in there, but I have those other hours to do stuff like this that are not directly um, uh, contributing to my immediate paycheck, but have an opportunity to maybe, uh, but more importantly, I'm investing in my future. And so you've got to put in those extra hours that are not directly related to your job. You can't say, I'm going to build my own long-term future on your dollar. Uh, that's not a good strategy. <laughs> that's not a good strategy. It's so almost put, stealing, right? It is stealing. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay. So uh, a couple of things coming out of that then, um, if I'm the salesperson and typically what I'm finding now, you might disagree with this, but typically what I find is whenever I'm brand new in sales, I have a week or two viewpoint. And then as I get a little bit more experience, then maybe that viewpoint goes out to maybe 30 days. And if you get really good salespeople, maybe they're out at a quarter, uh, they're, they're looking at it a quarter, but it doesn't seem like that's what you're looking at. That seems like that's all short term. It looks like it to me, you're executing in the present, but looking to the future, maybe, I don't know, is it three, five, 10 years out? I mean, what's that North Star? Where are you at there? And then, so, so let's, that's the first question. Where's your North Star right now? How far out are you looking? For me personally? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm 10, 20 years out, right? I mean, I want to be, I, I want to be done having to work this hard when I'm in my mid fifties. And so I'm laying all that groundwork today to, to be in a position to do that. That's my North star. And I have a vision for what that looks like. And I've always been driving towards that vision. Um, my, uh, stints at entrepreneurship and my, the relationships I forge and the time that I spend is all driving towards that future state of where I want to be. Um, and the deposits that I make daily, um, are aligned with the, the roles that I take, the jobs that, that I've, I've, um, and the companies that I've worked for, um, as well as the, you know, the failures that I've had, uh, as an entrepreneur, right. And then those failures, uh, um, are all stacking up towards the same long-term vision. Well, so let's touch on that because, uh, and I'm, I'm glad that you're bringing up a failure and I would encourage you and I'd encourage everybody listening here that you only fail when you give up. Right? That's right. That these are really lessons learned because, um, you know, I had a great mentor, a guy by the name of Bruce Bickle, F4 fighter pilot in the Navy, a phenomenal guy. And he, he said this, that success only leads to failure because somebody's going to get faster, figure something out. But if you strive for excellence, and it seems like that's really what you're saying here, Ryan, is that you're striving for excellence. You have a clear vision of where you're heading and nothing's gonna throw you off, and we're all gonna get knocked off the game, and it's really, the level of excellence that we, that we exude is when we get knocked down, how quickly do we get back up? 
and what are we going to do about it? I mean, that's kind of what I'm, I'm hearing you say or seeing you do. Am I off on that? No, you're spot on. I mean, you can't, you can't find success without failure. There's, uh, um, unless you have some sort of, some sort of, uh, obstacle or, um, issue or problem that is, is, um, in your way, you're not growing. Right. So, uh, that's the difference between the growth mindset and a fixed mindset. Um, or, you know, I've been reading a lot about like stoicism, right? It's like, the, there's a good book by uh, Ryan Holiday that was uh, re uh, recommended to me called Obstacles in Your Way. Fantastic read. Talks about like like every single time there's an issue, it presents an opportunity, and uh, and you cannot you cannot be successful without failures. Like you just there's there's just not possible, right? Yeah, <laughs> and I don't possible. know. And I don't know if you if you did this whenever you're recruiting, but whenever I'm hiring uh, hiring people onto my team, I want to make sure that they failed because the first time they fail, I don't want them to be on my dime and then over in the corner sucking their thumb, not being able to get back around again. So that grit, that background that you had growing up and coming out of that is 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 awesome. I love that. So. Now, now let's get back to the connection piece then. So you're, you're connected, you're doing all of this with a vision in mind, with authenticity. Um, so how do you leverage that network? Is there any special tips or tricks or hacks, do's and don'ts about um, not alienating your, your, your network, but then also building out your network? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot to unpack there. Uh... You know, I think I, this is just my opinion. I don't. I haven't put a lot of time, energy, and effort into strategically trying to engage with this exact person in this exact way. That's just not how I've done it. I basically have a vision of where I want to go, and as I, it's uh, it's like the secret, right? As I as I have a vision of where I go, like the relationships come in front of me, right? Like getting introduced to you, for example, you know it's, it's opened up a lot of doors and we have conversations and, and it leads to other introductions along the way. Um, our connection has led to me introducing you to people and you introducing to me to people. And I never envisioned that I'm going to meet you, Brian, at your specific company. I just know where I'm going and people like you are going to be in the way, right. In along the way. And so when I make those connections, I'm trying to understand where you're going. I try to share as much of, of my path, because it's aligned as I can with you and, and just basically open up the book. And, um, and if you see value in some of those things then you begin to ask questions and I just keep trying to give you as much as I can while I'm still going in that direction. Um, so it's not like I'm secretly saying, I want to be engaged with Gary Vaynerchuk because he's the, you know, like, I don't do that. I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to say, how do I go and get a meeting with Jeff Bezos? Right? Like it's not how my mind, that's not, that's not the, that's not the path I'm taking. It's, it's connecting with people that are in in the similar path, and then when I make those connections, attempting to try to introduce them to people who have also um, expressed a vision towards a direction. And I understand that, and it's just weird because when you're on that path and you have that mindset, it's like almost it just it just works. It's weird. Like if you read those books, and you it's like Think and Grow Rich and and uh, The Secret and The Instant Millionaire. It's just like stuff happens that way, right? So um, that's the one thing is just have that vision, visualize it, and go and do the work you need to get there. But also, again, give more than you than you take, and it seems to come to you. So when you're connecting, take the time to understand the person. It's not about you. 
it's about them. Right? Just like in sales, right? Tell me, like, tell me your problems, right? <laughs> tell, tell me your problems. Are they really problems? Are you prioritizing them now? And can I help? If I can't, can somebody else help? Right? So that's yeah. in, in my book. That's like the, the first chapter is like, always try to help even if there's not a dollar amount attached to it that's not a that's not a bullshit thing it's like i'm more valuable to you brian because if you have a conversation with me i'm going to try to help you even if i can even if i don't make a dollar out of it i'm going to try to help you so i'm surrounding myself with people who are on the path towards the problem i'm trying to solve and because of that they're going to be complementary if you tell me your problems i'm going to go and find people who solve that problem and I'm going to go do the same thing. And you're, you're, you just start casting this nice wide net around, you know, the market that you're trying to dominate, right? If you go to market domination, it's like, oh, if I don't know somebody, I probably know someone who will. And by doing that, I'm making myself 10 times more valuable. You're at least going to want to have the conversation with me because if I don't know someone, I'm, I might know somebody who, who does, right? And, and I'm not trying to make money out of all those engagements. I'm just trying to help all along the way. So breaking this down, one of the, the things that I find is people that are talented at something or gifted at something, they have a called what's called non-transferable skills. So whenever I'm working with other entrepreneurs or other business owners, and, and there's the salespeople, and they say, hey, I want to sell like you. Can you teach me? And they go, I don't know, kid. You just go out there and you do it, right? And they don't know how to transfer those skills. So that's really one of the goals of this podcast. So what I just heard you say there, Ryan, is that we need authenticity. Every, you know, you're just scream authenticity. So whenever I'm there, not only am I authentic and everyone that I'm reaching out to, but then it's also aligning myself with other growth minded individuals, not with what they can give me, but aligning myself with others, because my sense is you're not going to spend a lot of time with these energy sucks or pessimistic people. You're going to be around other like minded growth minded individuals that are driving to get better. And then not only that is, but whenever you're on the call that you're present, that you're absolutely present, listening to everything that they say. And then whenever you're out and about in the community or in the marketplace and you, and you hear something because you were present, you go, you know what, you should talk to so-and-so and you connect that per person and you're always looking to bring value, no matter if it's your parents that started off at that janitor level, because my sense is you're going to treat the janitor, the waiter or waitress, or, you know, whomever that is, the Jeff Bezos, whoever, you're likely going to treat them the same exact way as my sense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're spot on. Um, the big thing about who you decide to spend your time with, uh, the concept of growth versus fixed and making sure you're not spending too much time, especially right now with pessimistic people, um, you know, folks who have uh, a strong, um, positive outlook with a vision uh that uh that doesn't have to be the same as yours but is is at least um you know growth minded in nature and getting back to your question around um you know what you know tips tricks things to avoid one of the things i get in trouble with and i'm starting to get better at this is most people who network aren't this way right they're networking and they want some sort of value it's kind of like when you set appointments for somebody and they're like, oh, that wasn't qualified. It's like, why didn't you just have the fucking conversation? Right. Like, <laughs> you know, like, um, that person doesn't get it. They're, they're not like, they're not, um, uh, they're there. It's like, it's always what it's, what's in it for me. And so realizing, um, uh, the rules of engagement, a lot of folks aren't as open to like, oh, let me just introduce you via email. So sometimes you, you know, you want to not, sometimes you always want to ask permission. Um, if there's somebody that you believe that you want to help, 
and Brian, you were, you were, you were the result of it. I said, Hey, if I know somebody, how do I introduce them to you? Right. Well, do you like email? Do you like social? Like all oh, any of it. Right. I always ask that question because if I don't, and I assume you can get yourself in trouble, especially as you get into, you know, um, folks that are a little bit more successful than you. Um, a lot of those, the, those, uh, those individuals uh, uh, want to have some sort of screening, right? And they respect that, you know, you send them the information first. Uh, you can get in trouble, right? I've made a, <laughs> as I started to network with like VCs and things like that, got myself into trouble uh, just making introductions without, you know, getting that approval first. And so understanding how people prefer to network and uh, the rules of engagement um, are important uh, because the last thing you want to do is, uh, you know, make assumptions around how others, uh, how others want to uh, engage with other people. So be others focused and use a platinum rule when, when connecting or making introductions. That's right. Yep. Got it. Okay. Love it. Well, so, um, we got a little bit about you being future focused. So what gets you out of bed every day? Is it still, still the fear of failure? What gets you out of bed? No, so I've had this transformation, you know, mental transformation during this this pandemic. To be honest, uh, it's really helped me move away from that being my motivator to now uh, uh, the the future, uh, the the future state and the success. But um, more importantly, actually being um, a little bit more present and getting excited about, um, you know, it doesn't really matter about the past, doesn't really matter about the future. It's you know, what's, where am I at today? And, um, having a really solid North star, um, developed has been helpful. Uh, but my, I'm no longer driven by fear. I'm more, more energetic about, you know, what problems that I have today that I can work on and, and seeing that like th those, those incremental improvements, right? So that daily commitment to the process and being able to check off, um, those, those little milestones that I know are getting me to the next phase have been a little bit more motivating than, um, you know, worrying about, again, am I going to wake up with a needle in my arm in the gutter, right? Like it's just, um, it's a different motivator. Uh, and, and, and more recently trying to be a little bit more, uh, present. Um, I've struggled a bit, uh, because of all those other kind of false stories I've told myself in my head that I need to be working so hard and doing these things because it's going to make sure that we have what we have for my family, but starting to make that, I'm not there yet, but trying to make that transition to being more present for my wife, my kids, uh, you know, I've got a three month old and a two and a half year old. So trying to find time to spend, um, with them and not, and not just working all the time, but also, um, you know, spending time with my family and, and being, making sure that they're a part of that future by being here today for them now. Yeah, it is, it is a hard, hard thing to do. So uh, I get that completely. So now, how about your, um, any any suggestions of recommended books or podcasts that you're listening to other than, uh, well, let's give a, let's give a few. You're, you'll pick up your book if you have it there. Um, I was going to do that as a background, but I couldn't. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I got a ton, a ton that I've been reading recently. Um, you know, again, I already mentioned the, uh, a few of them, but, uh, the, uh, uh, obstacles in my way by Ryan holiday, the instant Mil millionaire by Mark Fisher, think and grow rich. All these books, if you go and, and read through them are, are really good for the present. Um, it talks about, 
you know, issues from the past, whether it was the recession, which was the obstacles in the way was, was prevalent when that book was being written or the most recent recession or Think and Grow Rich was just coming out of the depression and um, the last flu and uh, uh, kind of a lot of the things that were happening, but the things you need to do now to, to, to get uh, away in the future and it'll surprise you, you know, how, how it's kind of just repeating itself. Um, and then outside of that, I, I do, I do, uh, try to pick up books um, uh, that are uh, more, uh, I guess, uh, like psychology stuff, right? So Mindset is another book I just started, uh, which is all about, you know, the story you tell yourself. What's that? Uh, Mindset, the new psychology of success, uh, Carol Dweck or? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So uh, so I just started that book, but it's, it's all about, um, you know, you know, uh, the fixed, fixed and growth mindset stuff. Right. So, yes. and the power of the growth mindset. So um, it, it is huge and, and you're living that out. And then a couple of others, um, the things that we say when we talk to ourselves, I can't remember the author of that. Um, but it goes to what you're saying is whenever I go back and I'm, and I'm dwelling on the past or I'm, I'm, I'm focused on my failures. And whenever we, we talk to ourselves, you know, whenever you and I are talking, uh, we might be a little bit faster than others. So we might be at 120 words per minute. But when we talk to ourselves, we're 800 to 1000 words a minute. And whenever we're talking to ourselves, it's 80% negative, typically, I mean, you would beat the snot out of somebody that spoke to you the way that spoke to somebody else the way you speak to yourself. So we have to really be careful of that. And that growth mindset that you're talking about is so, so helpful. And I think another piece that you that you spoke of, and I can't recall, so forgive me, um, it can't give proper reference, but it, it really goes to um, practicing that living living out who you want to be, right? So if I'm seeing myself practice perfectly, and we see this with Olympic athletes all the time, um, they practice it out perfectly. So it's instead of reliving the past, it's seeing yourself relive the the future state of who you want to be. So it's um, uh, Maxwell Maltz wrote it, the new psycho-cybernetics by, by Maxwell Maltz, Maltz. And he talks about... Um, practicing in the theater of your mind. So doing that, seeing yourself practicing it perfectly. Um, so whenever you're, you're going and executing, you can have that growth mindset. And when you get thrown off, you realize it and, and get back to it. So I love that. So now who, who should reach out to you, Ryan? How should they do it? And why should people reach out to you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that... Well, I mean, I'm, I'm open to anybody who's who wants to learn from stuff that we've talked about today. If you want to you know, pick my brain, uh, so whether that's a rep or you know uh, a first-time manager, someone trying to figure some stuff out, first-time entrepreneur trying to figure stuff out for the first time, those are all interesting conversations where I can bring some perspective. Um, you know, I I, uh, I always welcome those conversations. Organizations who are trying to build out a, you know, a sales engine, right? Uh, that's really where I, my sweet spot is, you know, the emergence of, of sales and marketing, uh, and, and geeking out about, you know, target message channel, timing, technology, people process. Um, you know, those are the things that I, I, I like to talk about and, and, and that can provide perspective. Um, so if you're in any of those boats, um, I welcome a conversation, uh, and, and, uh, you know, how they want to reach out to me. My phone number is posted on my, my social channel, LinkedIn, um, 
uh, sales development representative is my handle. Uh, Twitter, R. Rice, or any of those channels, you can reach out, but my phone's usually the best way. Uh, it's just 415-994-0110. Give that one more time. 415-994-0110. Perfect. So what we'll have is this recorded out. So a lot of good stuff. Um, obstacles to get, get in your way. Read that book by, who is it again? Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday, good first name, close to mine, but we won't hold that against him. Uh, so Ryan Holiday, uh, be authentic, keep a growth mindset, be present, always looking to bring value and be others focused and, and use the platinum rule. So Ryan, I can't thank you enough. As always, boy, I can spend all day with you, but can't thank you enough. Yeah, thanks for having me, Brian. Uh, my pleasure. We'll see you.